and it's katie and this is classically black podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession with trap beats playing in the ah, 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 this is all <laughs> that this is all that That's check it <laughs> now this is just an introduction before we blow your mind the show is all of that and yes we do it all the time oh. so sit your booty on the floor in the chair ground in the air just don't go nowhere because everything we do is all of that when entertaining you we all of that my posse and my friend we all of that so sit still because we're coming right back ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Girl, I was watching this the other day, and I just remember that. I'm like, why do I remember that entire thing? You were watching all that? Girl. Where? Yeah. No, I was I was just washing dishes. Oh, washing dishes. I thought you said you were watching that. No, I was just watching washing dishes. Okay, now I can't say it. I was washing dishes, and it just came to me, and I'm like, why do I remember this whole thing from 20 years ago? <laughs> like, literally 20 years ago. The whole introduction. <sighs> Dang, Good that time. was 20 years ago. It was like 20 years ago. Oh my god! Like all that, like, and I remember every word. Every word. I mean, I was quite, but I, I, I know all that because I had an older, older sister and older cousin. My cousin's eight years older than me, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. But. Man, yeah. all that, Cousin Skeeter, Keenan and Kale. I used to come on uh, Saturday nights, and I was, you know, I watched so much TV when I was younger. So like, I just had my little lineup, my little snacks. Like, ugh, what I would give to go back to that. I mean, I don't know. Childhood's great, except for the lack of autonomy, I guess. But like, I had no work. I just had to exist. That's all I had to do: exist, go to school, do the worksheets. That's it. Not do the worksheets. It was worksheets. That's how I be trying to be sympathetic with my kids when they be like. I just have a lot that I have to do for school. I'm like, girl, not everyday mathematics. Shout out to Illinois if you know what that is. <laughs> you remember, y- y'all didn't, I mean, I guess why would the same, different states have the same curriculum, but everyday mathematics was like them sheets and had them little boxes you had to do like, anyway, that's a distant memory. Well, um, news this week, keeping it short and, s- well, it's not sweet. Um, Basically, I don't even know what's going on with the Met right now. There's, I've been putting off talking about, I've been putting it off. I've been putting off talking about the Met. One, because it's just like, we are pretty much all are on the same page about the Met at this point. Yeah. So it's like, I was just like, uh, we'll see if I don't have news one week, then we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's so much, and and to be honest, it's not even this week. I was like, you know what? We could just have a shorter episode. Um, Because there's just so much to talk about. It's just been piling up. It's the the playing Wagner during Black History Month. It's, like, they'll be like, in celebration of this month, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, or, Or the Women's History Month thing where they've played, like, I think they've played one one opera written by a woman in the entire history of the Met. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they're like, in celebration of Women's History Month, here's a long list of male composers who wrote <laughs> operas that objectify women. Lots of them did. So, 
okay girl um that they're not paying the musician since last april there's been some recent developments in their contract that article came out today as of the day that we are um recording this and i was like okay maybe i could carve out some time to read it and i could put some together and then i was like actually not doing that for the minute so y'all will hear about that next week if i care to do that um but the main thing let's see is that it before i go to the main thing let's see um yeah so I'll put a little timestamp here and I'll put a, a a thing because we're about to talk about um, something that, you know, might be a trigger for some about sexual assault just briefly. But um, I just want to mention that there will be a time a timestamp in the description of this episode so that you can skip past this part if you don't want to hear it. Basically, on March 9th, um, I never know if it's Levine or Levine, but james levine is what i'm gonna call him um who was the conductor the music director at the metropolitan opera for a very long time i think it was something almost 40 years or something like that who um he was fired in i think 2018 um in the wake of sexual assault allegations by um a few men who um said that he had molested them when they were children um and all of this stuff came out and he molested them when they were children and so the metropolitan opera fired him and they also gave him a 3.5 million dollar settlement um girl i feel like i briefly remember talking about this yeah did we have the show when, when this happened mm-hmm. or at least i think when he was fired we had the show because mm-hmm. we definitely talked about we definitely talked about this earlier in classically black early mm-hmm. um and yeah so that's who he is if you have not uh heard of him or you or you weren't like plugged into to classical music news at the time that that was happening he died on march 9th um his family announced his <laughs> wait why are you sorry laughing? i should have just i was gonna say passing but i was like that sounds too gentle i was gonna say home going but the home's not where where i'm trying to be but um um announced that he had died um on march 17th and a lot of people suspect that they were waiting for a uh a busy news day to do that um which is not an uncommon practice for people who were terrible and then they die and then their family doesn't want them to talk about how terrible they were um so they wait to a for a busy news day to announce their passing hoping that it just kind of gets lost in the sauce Mm. um so uh, as y'all know, um, a white supremacist murdered several Asian people in um, Atlanta, Asian women um, at massage parlors in Atlanta. Um, and so in the midst of all that is when they announced that. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's why I didn't, you know, I don't be paying attention. Um, that's Dang. what a lot of people, because that's like, that it's kind of common, like, you know, something that people do. And oh, so obviously, you know, they weren't like, I mean, I, I learned about this, you know, um, in the, with people talking about it, but, mm. um, you know, they wasn't like, Oh, like, you know, like they didn't, yeah. they didn't announce that, but people were like, we see what you're doing, wow. you know? Um, yeah. So that's what, I was gonna say something what terrible. <laughs> yeah, well. He d- and and so many people so many people apparently and this just goes to show 
uh, I guess I'm friends with and follow the right people because I didn't see none of this unless it was like on Twitter replying to other people's tweets that I did follow. Apparently, a lot of people were coming out, including the Metropolitan Opera, saying, well, you know, his artistic contributions wow. the, the, the I Met, didn't see that either the Met didn't tweet it so I thought they didn't say anything but when I was preparing for this episode and Same. I googled them I googled them and I saw on their website it said James Levine uh 1943 to 2021 and I was like oh so they did put him up on their website and they they wrote a whole thing about him they addressed the sexual assault um that he committed um they were just like but it says despite his undeniable artistic achievements on behalf of the Met his relationship with the company frayed in the wake of allegations of sexual misconduct and in 2018 he was removed from his position as music director emeritus after a three-month investigation by outside counsel um they've also linked uh some videos of him what the Met (laughs) Just in case after that wonderful sentence, you would want to. What? Like, you're just, what is wrong with y'all? Like, wow. My my timeline is so personally curated that I only saw the freaking um, spoof page for the Met. That's that's as, that's as close to the Met as my junk gets. Like the freaking uh, me. I don't, it's not a me page. It's like a parody page i guess yeah I, I yeah and i was gonna bring that up too because someone <laughs> shout out to her um she her account got suspended but she made another one um Aww. basically um putting up a like she made her profile picture the mets profile picture and put the metropolitan opera and then it said like um it said like we stand against anti-asian um hate and in honor of this we're going to be uh streaming madama butterfly um which is <laughs> racist um and um conducted by james levine like so it was like <laughs> it was you know oh the perfect storm of satire yeah. and so many people took it seriously yeah. because that does not seem beyond them that does Literally, not seem beyond them at all one person was like you know your brand is trash when people actually believe this like that is be alarming to y'all i because they actually had to put a post up clarifying like earlier today someone posted this i'm like the fact that so many people saw this and was like dang the mess strikes again that should tell you something (laughs) that should tell you something man oh my mamas they hired a couple months ago they she got a lot of work to do i mean if you can even do it in this lifetime who defends blackface with her life wait that's been developed. Oh, oh, you're talking about oh, you're talking about the 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 um black woman that they hired for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, yeah. that ain't no way, ain't no base ain't no salary way. for that. Got to be five million dollars. I mean, I'm base, <laughs> base. She working must 150 come hours a week with housing, free housing in Manhattan, Times Square. <laughs> Actually, the whole where they play it. What's that? Where they where they Lincoln Center? At? The Lincoln Center. Yeah, that's that. That's her house. Yeah. <laughs> And Bugatti service daily. <laughs> oh my gosh! Cause ain't no can, ain't no money in, enough in a, to fix the mat. She's coming out of that singing, singing. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> Literally, like it's not worth it. Is it's really not? I mean, good luck. But I feel like so, there's some organizations you're just gonna have to let the world end. You're gonna have Lying. to keep letting them do what they do because like, it's it's unfixable. Like. 
girl yeah so um yeah so they that happened that parody happened so many people took it seriously because y'all do the most and the worst simultaneously um and yeah they decided that it would be a good idea to um they that they apparently thought that that sentence was enough and then went on to link his performances so that you could reminisce on all his wonderful backwards you have to be contribute yeah and so many and, and apparently there were a lot of people i didn't see anyone that i followed but um i did see some people in like replies on tweets saying regardless of what you think regardless of his shortcomings his shortcomings pedophilia like <laughs> do you hear yourself like and um and some people were like well we're gonna miss out on a lot of great art if we're if we're just gonna you know sh- shut out everybody who did x y and z i'm like what? <laughs> i'm like y'all are absolutely deranged <laughs> you know i don't even have the energy i don't even know where to start with that so i'm just gonna leave it alone miss out on great art First of all, it's not even great art. <laughs> like, let's start there. Like, y'all think can nobody conduct? Okay, nobody. Y'all, y'all heard that he was that. He, oh my gosh, he was a freaking pedophile, and y'all were like, "Well, that's a price I'm willing to pay for some great Mozart." Like, what? Nah. Okay. Well, rest in peace to james literally <laughs> so and that's all i got to say about whew, about Dang. that i'm i'm a, i feel like yeah people on my timeline barely want to be in classical music they just they just there so <laughs> i ain't seen none of that yeah oh. we all help we is all holding on so <laughs> i know i done wrote myself into this news segment so you know i gotta my yeah, it's hard out here. What you call my? What you call Nikki? You said uh, well, um. You said something with Nikki and them dates she been going on. You said she's a a a warrior. You are a warrior. <laughs> she the way she fell out when I told her that. <laughs> I made that Drake video and he was like, you know, I've been through a lot. You know, the oh, warrior, warrior spirit. spirit. <laughs> Um, okay, so my last piece of news, a positive piece, you know, I like to end on a good note. Howard University, HU, you know, um, is furthering their efforts to um, cultivate a new generation of leaders in the music industry. Um, and they just got a new grant to help them do that. They recently received a $4.9 million endowment from the Warner Music Group. Uh, Blavit, Blavitnik, sorry y'all, Family Foundation uh, Social Justice uh, Fund. So um, this gift will go towards the creation of the Howard University School of Business's new music business center, um, which will serve as the epicenter for all things music management and will offer certificate programs and executive in residence and internship opportunities. Um, They will also host an array of candid discussions with music executives to teach students about the ins and outs of pursuing a career in the music industry. Period. I'm just so happy to hear this because... Like black people have given music so much, too have, much. Like, I'm sorry, music. I the way we all be singing Madonna Butterfly at the freaking Grammys. 
Some people would rather have it that way too. I mean, Chile. Um, yeah, but this is amazing. Like black people have given music so much, and I feel like, um, because of how shut out of industries we've been and how taken advantage of a lot of black artists are, a lot of black people have seen music. Um, the music industry as something that's not lucrative that's not realistic for their kids to go into mm-hmm. and it's nice to have something like this at an HBCU for people who want to legitimately you know pursue music to be supported by other black people who have you know their best interests at heart mm-hmm. um, because a lot of our like youth will go into music like really having a passion for it and then being taken advantage of um by people flaunting numbers that are higher than they've ever seen before and just manipulating and taking advantage of the fact that it's a nuanced industry that um that a lot of uh people may not you know know the ins and outs of and it's something that you really need to be able to to trust the people that you're that you're working with so shout out to them can't wait here he come on howard All right, y'all. So this, um, let me bring you on my journey to this intermission. So I was on TikTok um, two weeks ago and there's this user I follow. Her name is Nikoya. She lives here in Memphis. She's like 18 and she's a mess. I enjoy her content because she just acts crazy. Like she just does. And also she, I follow her because I've on your for, for you page, you really don't have any control about what's on your for you page. Like, it will curate things based on what you have liked. So I every time I see a black creator, I always like their videos. I'm going to say on some bird stuff. Every black creator I like. So my timeline is curated towards that. It's curated towards cooking videos because I like whatever. And then like hair, stuff like that, makeup. Um, so she went live. I had There was a day where I didn't have um, any school, which the only day that means something for me is like Mondays. So I was on her TikTok live and she was watching... <laughs> married at first sight she was just streaming it while she was taking her hair down and um so i was watching it with her with the other 800 people in there watching freaking married at first sight and i was like this could be intermission so i texted delaney and i told her i was like one or two she was like huh and i said one or two and what i meant was <laughs> could have said pick a number <laughs> didn't i say that no oh well, yeah i probably did say one or two so um she picked i forgot but I had two names, two black uh, composers that I assume she's never heard of because I've never heard her speak spoke about them before. And I picked women because um, it's Women's History Month. Um, so what I asked Sonia to do is she picked a number. Which one did you pick? Do you remember? I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, I, t- I told her the name, which I also don't remember. She'll tell you. <laughs> and I said to sit with this person's music for a week okay so let me pull over the the premise of married at first sight is ridiculous literally it's in the name so the the show is like eight week eight week long show that follows couples who literally get married at first sight like you literally like someone matches them the the groom stands at the at the at the, at the end of the aisle the doors open that's the first time he's seeing this girl knows nothing about her does doesn't know her name they'll be like nice to meet you at the altar get legally married live together for eight weeks they go on a honeymoon they live together they do all this stuff and at the end of the eight weeks they um 
they decided they're going to stay married. Now, I thought none of the couples in this particular season, I, I think she was watching season seven, should have gotten married. I went to rehearsal, came back. She was on the last episode and they all stayed married. I'm like, you guys are all very toxic together, but whatever. So I told Delaney this random person's name. She had to listen to the music and then she's going to tell me some a little bit about the composer and like a couple of their fa- her favorite compositions. So never seen this like listening at first sight, married at first sight, if you will. Never heard of this composer, never heard the music. I just asked her to sit with this music for a week and then tell me what you think. So who'd you get? Who is it? And, and yeah. Okay, so um, the composer that I picked was Shirley Thompson OBE, which means something in the UK. I don't know what, um, but it's like one of those things that they have at the end of their name somebody will let us know um but yeah um Shirley Thompson um she it's not just a composer she has all kinds of all kinds of um titles because she's a violinist um and a musicologist um she also makes films and stuff so that's kind of the I guess what I'm like bringing attention to um when you said like talking about what I liked from her um I listened to something I mean I listened to a couple of different things but what stuck out to me was uh, something called memories in mind um which is like it has some projections and stuff but basically um it's um it's it's kind of like well first of all it's the memories in mind is like a larger film and then like the actual songs within it are called women of windrush um which portrays uh narratives from the lives of women that migrated to the uk from the west indies um during the windrush period which is like the the late 1940s to the early 1970s so yeah it's just like um the the there's video projection and like in between like the music <clears throat> and it talks it shows stories from um women from different walks of life so one of them is like a student nurse one is a concert pianist one is a uh newlywed and one is a cricketer's wife i don't know what a cricketer is but like the um, person that plays cricket oh that's what i assumed but i was like is that like i didn't know that, that was like a title that defined you like <laughs> yeah i, I am a cricketer my, my uncle plays cricket i was like you play cricket? He's like, yeah, he's like, travel with his cricket club to freaking Canada. That's, that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind, but I was like, mm. dang, I didn't know, like, you play cricket, so you are a cricketer. Like, dang, okay. Where is this? Um, and okay. it, it talks about their um, their experiences of arriving and settling in England um, and, uh, like, how they relate to each other. So that's what stuck out to me from her work you have any like audio yeah So that's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will link the full recording like in the description of the episode. 
Okay, so um, when I when I gave Delaney her thing, I literally did any mini money more. I didn't even read the bios of the people, so um, that was not just in case people thought like I did not just pick the Jamaican one. I literally scrolled through the page. I was like, "Eeny, meeny, miny, mo." There's one eeny, miny, miny, because there's an article I can send to Delaney that highlights a bunch of black women composers that nobody knows about, or people not everybody knows about, or whatever, however you want to say. So I can I'll make a note to send that to Delaney so she can link it. Um, okay, so I got um. I don't want to say it wrong, but this is the best I can do. I'm um, in Portuguese. Her name is Shaquinha Gonzaga, and um, she um is a Brazilian or was a Brazilian composer. Um, her mother um is a daughter was a daughter of a slave, and her father was a noble, uh, a white man from a noble family. Um, and of course in the <laughs> Of course, in the 19th century, um, this wasn't, this was ta- considered taboo in Brazil and no one approved of this match, but they got married anyway. And her father made sure that she received a good education, which included um, classical music studies. So she started, um, she started taking piano lessons and then she composed her first work at the age of 11. So y'all too busy talking about Mozart and Mendelssohn, but funny how I didn't know about this, uh, but this wasn't in my music history course. Um, so music was her passion for sure, but at the age of 16, her father, um, arranged a marriage for her to a naval officer, um, and her husband disapproved of her music making, so, um, after she had three children, he was like, choose between me and music, and she was like, um, I don't understand my life without harmony, and she was like, bye, and I said, period, miss man, you better go live your life, um, so, her leaving him caused like this huge scandal her family shunned her um so she just threw herself into music and into the music scene the music scene really welcomed her um she has a catalog of over 200 compositions and she also composed uh, 77 plays and operettas um which are widely popular for the way they play on elements elements of contemporary brazilian uh culture so yeah, there's her. So obviously, it's mainly uh, piano music. Oh, one more thing, um, she she's widely known for being the, Brazil's first uh woman conductor. Um, however, she was really integral in um fighting to abolish slavery in Brazil. She died in 1937, for context, or 36. Okay, so I'm gonna play first her most known song, one that's what she most popular for. But then I'm gonna tell you. I gotta play the one that just spoke to me on a on a deeper level. Okay, so the first one is called listen, this is all in Portuguese. A tr <laughs> a Um and it goes like this. And Delaney started dancing. I'm like, the way I was bent over in my kitchen listening to this, I was like, wait, hold on. Um, okay, so you know I'm a sucker for a, a little slow moment, and um, this one is called Lua Branca. It goes like this. Mm-hmm. 
this, I, this one feels like a, I don't even know how to describe. I'm like, let me go to Brazil. What y'all got going on? Wait a minute. Like, I was just completely taken away by that one. I, that one just had me. But this one, listen, I was bent over. Okay, one more. Like, bent over. Listen, I will go to the concert hall to hear that. Okay, like, yeah, these are definitely like when I listen to these, I thought this was gonna be like, oh, okay, this is a kind of cute little intermission. Nah, definitely like some of these songs. Definitely like adding them to my playlist. Like, I was really like in my moment with these uh, selections. So yeah, there we go. That's it. Okay. Period moving on yep um all right y'all so this week we're talking about this the interview that apparently came out a week and a half ago (laughs) time means nothing Um, delaney doesn't believe me it literally came out last sunday okay um (laughs) between megan markle uh prince harry and oprah um basically you know y'all know the drama the royal drama with them leaving uh the royal family they now live here in america um and basically you know there's been a lot of speculation around what the drama was so then they decided okay we're gonna sit down with oprah and we're gonna do a interview so katie and i both watched the interview right mm-hmm. yeah we both watched the interview um so yeah we're just gonna you know do what we do talk about it a little bit and then tie back into classical music because old white institutions black people having issues with them (laughs) i mean common ground i mean (laughs) who says we have nothing in common (laughs) we're not so different you and i okay (laughs) y'all don't know that's from something else and that's why i reacted that way delaney's a mess actually we can leave it there yeah we Um, should leave it there um yeah so Catherine, what were your initial thoughts and reactions about the interview i originally wasn't really gonna watch it to be honest i don't because i didn't i didn't think like i don't know i don't know why i wasn't but then i was um i was in a place that i had a tv because i don't have a tv in my apartment but i was my hotel room had a tv and twitter was talking about it i'm like you know let me go see what these people talk and I will say I was on Delaney like it was a mixture of this doesn't shock me but also wow this shocks me because um I've been quite vocal about like my desire to leave this country and it made me feel it made me feel like a little claustrophobic because like it feels like I, I know I've said this before I know racism is everywhere but it's like I think because in America like racism is so loud that like hearing her going through this stuff and like in disbelief that she had to it, it made me be like in disbelief that she had to, to go through like you're, you're an actual princess like you 
it just made me feel like incredibly like saddened for her experience and then also realizing like dang if we can't if we can't go get out of america then where can we go like it really made me feel <laughs> what does that mean when she was like if we can't go here then like where can we go mm-hmm. um that's those are my initial reactions and just like yeah a mixture of like i'm not surprised but also am surprised and also incredibly saddened that that she had to to do this what about you yeah i think a lot of people were like y'all surprised at this and and it's just like i feel like the shock uh like there are certain things that we have become desensitized to yeah but like still somewhat seeing someone go through a horrific racist experience is still like dang you know because especially when it's stuff when there's family involved too because it's not just the press and it's not just oh the royal family these are her in-laws yeah you know treating her this way and and not caring enough about her and not even caring enough about their own damn son literally that was a part i mean (laughs) honestly honestly i know like i have to be careful because everything i think about prince charles is based on the crown so that's <laughs> not like I, I think there's some accuracy that there has to be some degree of accuracy i mean obviously they had to like make some stuff up but like so i had to be like dang he really is like this because it's like this your kid you know what i'm saying and that that kind of weirdness i mean we can get there later but yeah yeah people people like to be on people love to be like contrarian so everybody's like oh my god poor megan and of course there's like the five percent i gotta be like y'all shocked we should have known this and i'm just like y'all are uh like what well, are you doing been known about that and this is like okay no one first of all okay yeah that really made me mad because that was something that i saw people saying about like oh she she, she didn't know that they was gonna be racist it's like that doesn't mean that it was gonna hurt her less what are you talking about and say yeah. oh well she willingly did that was something that that pissed me off that amanda still yeah. said a lot was like well she should have done her she didn't google them she should have done her research and whatever whatever what? i'm like y'all expect you expected her first of all she was supposed to go and look up the history of of um like she's talking about she didn't know her research about she didn't do her research about them about england like colonizing everywhere you know like and it's just like why would she have been like okay so what are the colonies and what are the and also regardless of that there are so many of us that go into to industries or marry into families that are openly racist all the time like Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that those that that racism hurts us any less that doesn't mean that um that it's not shocking or like any of that because at the end of the day it's like you expect the black people like what was she supposed to do not marry him that's what she she was saying like she was supposed to just chalk it up to the game and i'm like she shouldn't have to do that right and the fact that like you got people who are in the entertainment industry who are academics talking about well she should have done her research girl you should have done your research (laughs) and also research research on what exactly like i mean i do see the argument like these are the white people right like these are you have white people and then you have the these are the head of the white. they have colonized literally like 90 percent of the globe right but it's also like research on what it's like all she knows is what harry's telling her she she knows like oh like she's a queen you don't think the queen i don't know i feel like if i was in that situation i wouldn't be like oh the the queen the queen didn't go the queen didn't sail to america you know what i'm saying she probably thinks that they're detached from that in some way maybe that's what she's thinking maybe she's like i really love this guy so i'm just gonna marry him like and also you can't just pull up on google (laughs) like 
how on a scale of one to ten, how racist is the Queen of England? Like what what exactly are they supposed to research? Exactly, and it's just like, and that's what really made me mad about that because like so when when because the, the main part like i know we've talked about other people who have said this but because i follow amanda seals pretty closely like that's who that's where my point of departure on this argument is and she she was on the real uh, um last year and a lot of people because she's very outspoken about racial issues a lot of their viewers were pissed that she was on there they hated her they were harassing her online and whatever whatever and she ended up leaving the show and saying that she had gotten to a very dark place the darkest place she's ever been she contemplated suicide etc how could you come from a place like that you have said over and over and over again that you know the entertainment industry is racist you are still in the entertainment industry as Mm. is your prerogative as you should follow your dreams and do what you do despite racism right and they have driven you to a point where you are are experiencing suicidal thoughts and then you go in in the face of someone else who also went into a racist institution a group of white people which by the way even if she was ignorant about that black people don't need to be on top of everything she she should be able to go into someone's family without uh having to oh well in 1782 y'all call like you know (laughs) she should be able to just do that and um so how could you come from that and be like well she willingly went into a racist institution why is she surprised that she's you willingly went into a racist institution why are you surprised yeah it was not right for them to drive you to that uh to that point just like you should not be and, and she didn't say it was correct for them to do that but you're over here being just brutal to her you know Mm -hmm. how you know how depressed you gotta be to contemplate suicide while you're pregnant yeah like girl so that pissed me off and she was not the only person saying that there were other people saying that and my friend i feel bad for him because he was not expecting that smoke but he sent that to me he was like oh yeah yeah look what she's saying i said no all of this is very ignorant to me like and she and she also posted another thing, which I said. That's why I said she. I'm one more. I'm one more thing away from following unfollowing her, because she also posted a thing like a meme that was like it had a picture of them sitting across from Oprah, and it had like money all around them and like gold on the table, and it was like oh life is so hard. And then Oprah was saying like oh yeah yeah I know what you mean. And it's just like no amount of money is fixing that. Yeah. Amount of having money can help you have access to to mental health resources, which we'll get into in the interview. In the interview, she talks about wanting access to mental health resources, and they wouldn't help her out with that. And then what will people say? Oh, she should have just left. That's what she did. (laughs) And one of my biggest pet peeves: I really hate people who have. This is gonna sound like kind of rash, but I really hate people who have opinions about stuff that they don't know about. You don't know anything about. You don't know anything about what goes on in those walls. You have no idea, like how bad you don't. Even, I fully believe that it was way worse than she even told us. I fully believe that. Yeah. And it's like everybody has all these opinions. I mean, like that's the thing about the internet. Like everybody's gonna have an opinion, and I think that's the best thing and the worst thing about the internet because it's like everybody's like, oh, what they would have done. I'm like, at best, you would have done exactly what she did at best you would have been sitting across from oprah you would not you would not have named names you would not have cussed everybody out you would have not been like let me talk to the queen you would not have done any of that you would have sat there and ate your food just like she did like kill me had that been me had that been you you would have been sitting across from oprah 
that is a hill I am willing to die on because everybody loves saying what they would have done. Everybody loves having opinions. You don't know how hard it is. First of all, she yes, she knew what she was doing, but I fully believe that she just she just loved she just loved him. Like she met him, they vibed out. She, he was like, "You want to get married?" She was like, "Bet." And and then it, it probably started off really good, and then she got in there, and it was not so good. Literally when she was talking about like when she told harry but like the thoughts that she was having he was like he literally had to be like i don't know what to do but we have to leave in an hour so try to put yourself together so we can go to this event like you don't know how bad it got it was probably way worse than that and people people just be talking out their neck about stuff they don't know and that's one of my biggest I hate that so much because here she is being completely vulnerable in front of y'all. I'm like, I don't believe that. And, and, and I would have said this and you knew they was racist and you, and you, da, 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 da. I'm just like, y'all choke. First of <laughs> all, y'all wouldn't have said nothing because y'all over there trying to get to the club before 1130 so that you could get in for free. Right. And not going to private parties and meeting princes. So, <laughs> <laughs> So let's just not get caught up in in absolutely um, unrealistic hypotheticals. And even she said that she even like even being warned about something or knowing about something beforehand does not prepare you for the actual realities of it. You know, because she said I remember when they initially stepped back from when they were like in that middle part where they were like, we're going to do less, but we're not, you know, fully out. She said in her interview, like I saw a clip of it and she was like. You know, I had friends that were like, girl, I know you love him, but it's not worth it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who were like, the British press will tear you apart. And look what happened. And it's like, I feel like that's true for almost anything. It's like, I mean, we're speaking to cla- most of classical musicians right now. How many people told y'all, me included, that taking auditions would be hard? Like, no, because I love this and I love my instrument and I'm just going to duke it out to the end. And here you are, audition 25, depressed, trying to figure out how you're going to get, how you, what you finna do. It, like, <laughs> like, it's hard. Like, you, it's a matter what degree of preparation you get. When you are in it, it's so much different than being told about it. Like, I, and I, I bet you, like, like anybody, any one of us, any one of us would have married would have married him. And like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be hard, but you know, we got each other. Now look, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, like, we're talking Megan, Megan, Megan. I I equally feel, I, not equally, but I also feel bad rather because it's not equal. I, I also feel bad for for Harry, because I mean, Harry wasn't having suicidal thoughts, you know, but. I feel bad for him because of this this reminding him of his mother, you know, mm-hmm. and like um and h- him feeling like this the thought that must be going like I don't want this to happen again. You know, like that's tough, you know. Yeah. And then also to see to see them treat um to see um them treat your wife the same way they treated your mother had to be like incredibly painful and i mean he was sitting there i mean i try not to be like annoying because i'm like because you know what i saw the crown and, and it's like okay <laughs> but i'm just like when he was like i just like he said something to the effect of like well you know like they did this i'm like girl of course like, you saw how they treated diana <laughs> you see episode four <laughs> 
because you know everybody expert on everybody expert now because of the crown when oprah asked them if you saw this out of crown like oprah why would they watch the crown? Well, they said <laughs> they, they had seen some of it but the, i thought the way they answered was like awkward because they looked at her like they were like they paused and they were like seen some of it like a couple episodes i, I, they were, I feel like yeah when they said they said some, saw some of it i could see why they would watch it and i see i i suspect that they probably seen everything up until princess diana um you think so i feel like sat there and watched. i feel like it's good <laughs> <laughs> what imagine if somebody made a documentary on your family would you watch it probably yeah if, especially if, uh, if so many other people were watching it i would want to see what they were saying you wouldn't want to see if everyone is having this discourse about what they think like it depends on maybe it depends on if it's a series like what's the oh by the way the crown is not a documentary just so people know if, if you yeah, haven't seen it <laughs> um but like if i see the first episode and well also he don't even know what the first ep- like what it was like cause he wasn't alive then but like yeah that's true if it's wildly inaccurate i probably wouldn't continue because i don't want to get caught up in feeling the need to debunk stuff but that's not he can't even do that regardless like they at the time the crown came out he was still deep in the you know in the royal family with the not having your own social media and, and stuff like that so yeah but to see if people were saying if it was good especially if I like guess. if somebody did because the first couple seasons are about his grandmother like if someone wrote, did yeah. something about my grandmother's life yeah i would watch it that's true i, I thought they paused was like I, I they paused a little bit and i was like that was kind of an awkward question but i guess maybe they did watch yeah. it being quarantine so but they probably yeah and they probably also didn't want to give away anything about what they thought about it they probably wanted to give off the like don't ask me no more questions about that oh yeah <laughs> yeah probably maybe that you know that's a good point they're like he, she took the temperature in the room. And she moved on from that. Yeah. But I would love to know. I want to know what they think. Yeah. I want to know, especially like who on the crown. I feel like I would want to know the most about like I guess what the queen thinks of it. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, like people were um. And then there was a video that came out today that they were filming this. Where like, well, it actually came out yesterday with the with prince william like and his wife t- saying happy whatever day happy st patrick's day, saint patrick's day. <laughs> and um and people are like they they only do this press stuff and like they he act like he don't care and i there was in a video on tiktok and i commented i'm like he is his father's son like literally like this is like he's acting exactly how how he, how he knows how to act and you know harry's acting like you know like he got some sense i mean i watched i also saw this other video about 17 where it was like um this uh this lady was talking about how like the the crowns like the crown you hear me the royal family not gonna be around for another 50 years because they're getting phased out and they said like they used this they could have used as bad as it sounds they, they miss out on an opportunity to remain relevant in the way that they treated um and the way they treated Megan. And it's like there's really no point <laughs> to the um to having a royal family. Like there's really no point to it. And it's also from what I gather cuz you know everybody learned about Britain and so what I gather is it's it's giving the Republicans are the ones who who like having the the royal family cuz they spent so much money in tax dollars to to fund them. It's like imagine funding something that just supposed to sit there and look pretty. You know how much money 
Like, you know, well, I mean, we, we are, we used to funding a lot of useless stuff over here. Things that not only that, some things over here that we fund, I wish would just sit and look pretty. They'd be actively, <laughs> actively destroying us. So. I mean, we basically set the Senate. Never mind. I mean, but basically, but at least like, I can't, can you think of anything as big as like the royal family that we fund over here that's so unnecessary? I can't think of anything like that that would save like millions of taxes. I don't know how dollars. much. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much they. I mean, that's like a police department budget, like that one. True. You know, so. But um. But something that just sits there and does nothing. I mean, the police also sit there and do nothing or murder people. Right. So. But they, on their best day, they sit there and do nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> ten out of ten. Um, but I can see why the queen wouldn't watch it. Definitely, Definitely. she's not watching that. Especially her whole, especially like I feel like, like the marriage stuff. I wouldn't want to watch that if I was her. The, the stuff like talking about the ins and outs of her marriage and yeah, I, I I could definitely see why she wouldn't watch it. But if I was him, yeah, I'd be in there and be like grandma. Yeah, I feel like if I was impartial to like it was if I was like one of the characters that stuff was just happening to me like like uh Princess Anne, mm-hmm. what did she even do? You know what I'm saying like. I would probably watch if I was her. Like, why not? You know, because she wasn't even. Yeah, I don't understand like that. And also, one thing that was interesting to me, like, I'm trying to figure out what is the equivalent to like the like the British tabloids over here. Like, the shade room. I'm just kidding. You said what? The shade room. <laughs> Cause like their obsession with the tablet is so weird to me. It's like, yeah. See, I don't, I don't have a ton of like. I don't know exactly. Is that like their main? Yeah. Like, I don't. Cause we have tabloids, but we. But who pays attention to them? Like no one cares about freaking the freaking tabloids you get it in, in line at the Food Fire. Yeah. Right. Like no one cares if it was like Meghan Markle, Delaney holds a classy bike, Delaney Harris. You would be like, all right. Check out my mangoes. Like, <laughs> like no one pays attention to the freaking tabloids here. Like, they be so li- ridiculous. Yeah, be you like Barack Obama admits to. No, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to figure out. Like, there was Ronald Reagan. Like, it'd be like something <laughs> super was, outrageous. Yeah, it's like you just try to freaking trying to buy your mochi so you can go home, and it's like you were just in line. And it's just at, there at the Wegmans. I don't know. I feel like we just don't have that relationship with with the press i mean we have well actually i mean i mean for a minute donald trump was low-key to tra- tabloids because he would just be spreading misinformation and lies about people and like some of those other um some of the like conspiracy theory things that we have like the QAnon, that kind of stuff like yeah. it's not as something that's widely acceptable i mean widely like that people go to for news but it is something that has like that tarnishes people's reputations and um and just like spreads misinformation very very widely to the point where people really really believe it just like how people really really believed a lot of the stuff that they that the tabloids said about about megan but i don't i but also i have no because like there could be somebody in the uk listening to this right now and be like girl we don't even yeah like you know it could just be like how like that stuff is is very popular around the white the right wing over here it could be similar to them because mm. like i don't know what who's in power in their government i don't know how the british government works so i feel like for most people over here unless you're in the front of the new york times <laughs> like it's really 
Mm, they can say what they want. Or trending on Twitter. Yeah, maybe maybe they they Twitter. People still read tablets. You can get them like electronically. Oh girl, I have no idea. Man, poor thing. And also, can we talk about the Tyler Perry plot twist? I said it's, people were funny with that though. I mean, that's amazing for him to to do that. Mm-hmm. But people were like, "Come on, Madea, go to England! Like you missing?" <laughs> Yo, hey, hello. You said what? Hello. Right, hello at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> you mentioned the queen. You mentioned the queen. Freaking meeting Madea. No, <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I, I would watch it through my fingers because I feel like it would be very cringy. <laughs> I would watch that. I would definitely watch that, and she probably would go in her moo moo. Yeah, that's the content I'm, w- I'm waiting. 2022, make it happen, Tyler Perry. But um, yeah, we are gonna wrap it back around the classical music. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I think my mind is always thinking about like, oh, this could be for classical black. This could be for classical black. But honestly, I think even aside from that, like when I was watching this, I'm like, this sounds just like classical music. Like y'all just upholding stuff because I think the most annoying thing for me, especially like I hate to talk about. But especially like when watching The Crown was like they're like the the queens or I guess like in general, the like their their allegiance to just following the rule book as it is, no bending, no turning. Like you literally sent your your grand and he spoke so highly of her and I'm like, You realize your your Mima has you out here? You're one of the most important people in the world and you just out here with no security, like people could just walk walk up on your house, order dominoes. Like you don't think that's weird? Like or like, you and she's, their location so, was compromised. Yeah, like people can just like nah, I, like and that's the thing that's really irritating to me because I think he said he either said it or I read it somewhere that like you no in the press release when she when she was like you know basically like no hard feelings but we got to do what we got to do I'm like you don't have to do this like why are you denying why are you denying um security for especially like him the child because he's too dark Archie Archie's so far from like wow I feel like you gotta be a different level of racist for you to be like so how, how dark you think he's how dark be? is this baby that's one quarter black you worried about skin you saw listen I know I know he's 99 I know he's 99 but wow <laughs> like you are worried about the wrong skin you better hope that skin stay on <laughs> okay <laughs> he looked so bad and i'm just like i hope i have that kind of will to live i hope i have no. that kind of will to live because Prince Philip, i'm fascinated by him i'm really fascinated no <laughs> that's for a real. cadaver that is prince- a cadaver <laughs> <laughs> prince philip has been holding like he so he's 99 as y'all know as katie just said and 
I'm not going to go too much into it because I know we got listeners across the pond. And um, I don't – but he just had a heart procedure. He just had a heart procedure. And I said, who is the doctor that performed the heart procedure on him? Because if they rolled him into my operating room, I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Y'all are not going to pin this on me. But you know what? I really – not even really think. I am – I will bet my life on the fact that it's only because he's a freaking – what is he – king mother what what would he be his his title was prince nah, oh yeah, yeah yeah whatever that's not king mother listen i don't know how that's the work <laughs> it's only because he's a prince of wales what no prince of edinburgh edinburgh oh right? yeah he is, is edinburgh okay. Yeah, Edinburgh. And then when he dies, I don't mean it's not looking like it, but apparently when he dies, um, I guess uh, Prince Charles becomes Prince of Edinburgh, right? That's how it works. I have no idea. I thought I was, it was just who. I thought the only thing that mattered was whoever was on the throne. Oh, I thought they were gonna. I, I heard that they're gonna change titles when if he dies, because at this point <laughs> it's not looking okay. like it. Um, but. Because I it just made me think about this. He, I almost messed up my word. I'm gonna say something, but <laughs> he is 99, and it makes me think about my grandma who is how old is Gloria? 80 something, and she she needs she needs surgery on her shoulder because the cartilage has worn down, so she can be in in quite a bit of pain, like or whatever. They, they do little stuff. I think she gets a shot every couple of months to like help the pain and it's just like and they told her like they're not going to operate on her because like basically because she's too old and so they said it in more they said it in more words not to be rude but they're like they're not gonna do that but you put you put him under you put him under not knowing if he was gonna come back like i just can't believe that I just cannot believe that, and because it's like if they won't do that on people, like because my grandma's the same way, like with she the same thing with the the cartilage thing mm-hmm. on her neck, and they were like, "Girl, we are not like if my grandma's younger than your grandma." And I don't think it's for our grandmas. I don't think it's because they think they're gonna die. I think for my grandma, it's like they don't know how well they're gonna recover. I don't know for your grandma, but mm-hmm. like the 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 risk of not recovering all the way from a major surgery like that, it's like it's not yeah. even worth it. Like you might as well just deal with it. But you. But- 99 hearts the main thing like the main (laughs) and it's like i feel like the fear alone would kill me because they busting your heart open nah that's that's resilience that is resilience he must really love living it it ain't really look like it because he was flying planes and junk trying to you know get used to his new role and stuff like that's amazing Wow. He had his castle now. I heard he went back to what's it called? What's that thing called where they went to on a weekends to um shoot at Buffalo or whatever they were doing? Girl, I did not. You don't remember? I remember what like I don't know what it's called. I don't know what any of those builders are called behind besides Buckingham Palace. Um Yeah, but we were talking about classical music. I don't know how we got on this. <laughs> we started talking about Prince Philip. It was bound to come up because that's amazing. It was bound to come up because, wow. But I mean, I mean to tie it back to classical music, if he was somebody's conductor, that they would still be having him 
No, he would have been up, up there. The they would have had him strapped up or something. They would have to hold him up. But they would. <laughs> he would have been up there, missing cues, conducting in three when it's in four. But he would have been up there doing my damn butterfly. Okay. Now they gonna hit. They gonna hit classically black with the ages of lawsuit. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I'm I'm just saying, listen. What I'm saying is in a look I'm not saying, I'm just saying what I'm saying is (laughs) All I'm saying. What even is this show? (laughs) All I'm saying is him to look good. He looks crispy. Why he look crispy? Okay. Okay. And (laughs) so for classical music, I mean they talked a lot about in the interview, they talked a lot about the firm, which is a group like, you know, it's like the institution and how in a lot of cases that's what was hindering um their ability to flourish as a family basically um hindering Megan from getting medical attention for the mental health issues that she was experiencing because of the racism that she was experiencing with the press and like Katie said it's like there's such a commitment to doing things the way um that they have always been and you know what in in the in the royal family it seems as though the reason why there is this commitment to like not responding to the press even though they she said that they did respond to the press when they published things that were not true about like kate middleton and and things like that but Mm -hmm. um so there's like this commitment to um keeping up this facade because people feel like well if people see that oh the royal family they just like us people will be like why do we even need a monarchy you know like right um trying to keep up that that image so i don't really know what the ins and outs of like of that look like but that's kind of their the reasoning that they have cited in the past for not making these um these changes even though they have changed you know like Queen Elizabeth has done things that that other members of the royal family have never done before, like letting people actually come into Buckingham Palace mm-hmm. and meeting people. They had they had a documentary done at some point that like never aired again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like there's been some things like that, but um with classical music, it's like just like just like how the royal family I feel like in some ways relies on that image of like oh my gosh the royal you know like that that um i don't know larger than life image that's not the right the right phrase but whatever um image of the royal family that's what a lot of classical music institutions rely on for like the exclusivity of classical music Mm -hmm. um and what maintains the current audience that they get a lot from and i feel like there's um they don't want to really risk that audience Mm -hmm. because that's what they respond to and I think even going along with that, I feel like there's also the people who the people who uphold uphold uh these institutions because they they also don't want things to change. Like like um concert goers in classical music who want to go and they want to hear the little Wagner, they want to hear they they Beethoven Symphony the same way that I have noticed, I have only surmised British listeners, don't come for me, listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying what I have surmised, the same way that they, they love the royal family, <clears throat> excuse me, and they don't want them to go nowhere, and they don't believe a thing Meghan Markle said because she's a liar, and all this other stuff, like, y'all look at these, 
the same way these people look at these classical music institutions like whoa it's just about the music and and we limit ourselves when we when we hold people accountable and and why can't we just hear the music and it's like okay we can't do that <laughs> for several reasons um yeah that 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 similarity as well and then also like their commitment to like something something big and ridiculous can happen and just act like nothing happened because like let's like we we've already re, re, uh visited this where like when the response to the murder of george floyd the only reason why them people said anything was because of pressure because black people have been murdered before so all of this stuff happened and and here come here come freaking uh prince william with his daft self talking about happy saint patrick's day what and that's the first time you said anything nah <laughs> nah same thing with classical music y'all just business as usual keep it pushing like and it, oh my gosh it was so crazy somebody um on one of the i want to say it was cnn but whatever i don't know one of the news networks they were doing a um an interview and they were like well you know they have such and such uh colonies and many of the people in their colonies are black and asian so they can't be racist i'm like <laughs> i was like are you hearing yourself? i was they've colonized black people god. can't possibly be racist what? god heavenly father <laughs> heavenly father i beg you just end it all there's no saving us god please hear my cry end it all end it all because <laughs> what what I did oh not hear gosh. that i did not god please hear my prayers <laughs> wrap oh my it gosh. up <laughs> wrap it up and it's actually really difficult to like actually see because garrett posted some photos of when i i, I don't know where where in africa it was but um prince william and in kate middleton um went were in some african country and the citizens of that country were like having them like you know when they're kind of in a chair and then you lift them up Mm -hmm. like they're on like a like kind of a platform and the so these black people are carrying them like on their backs on the it was just while they're sitting on like a throne on the backs of white people i was like this is terrible optics like absolutely terrible like very difficult to look at not some of their best colonies are <laughs> what are y'all even doing what oh are y'all my even gosh. doing that's like what's the name that's like y'all well you know some of our best copies are made by black people <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the classical music equivalent I mean, yeah, I might as well just wrap it up and turn it into a museum, call it a day. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. turn Buckingham Palace into a, they have plenty of money, and it's like this be the end of it. Get a job, work at Target. Okay. TJ, TJ Maxx, I'm sorry, it's England. T, T-R-X? What's TJ Maxx called over there? Go work there. It's different. Yeah, I wouldn't know, because I've never been to London.
I know some some of us can't say that. Yeah, but, some of um, us can't. But um, right, but you <clears> could. So, which is the important thing, which is the takeaway of this episode. Uh, Katie yes, has Katie. Been that to is London. the that is a takeaway. Katie has mm-hmm. been to London, and I have an episode title um, <laughs> idea, which well, we'll discuss when we're done. Well, recording. well, there's no need to discuss it because we will not be discussing it. What are you writing? A thing. Um. So, yeah, that's our thoughts on the the interview. Let us know what you thought about the interview. Um, I hope you guys see that this show is literally hanging on by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> because I too need to do an interview with Oprah. Oh, oh, about what? <laughs> about classically black. You know who needs to do an interview with Oprah? And I posted this on my Instagram story, and people laughed at me. Major Biden. Listen, I just feel like we the need dog? to hear his side of the story. Yes, because <laughs> so, they they done put him out. They done put him and Champ out back to Delaware. Oh, I saw that. It's probably because the stench was getting to them from Trump. No, they said that he bit somebody. I mean, he probably deserved it. Dogs be knowing. But dogs be knowing. And apparently, he had a history of barking and charging. I'm like, first of all, barking is normal for dogs. Um, and charging at people. Um, but I was <laughs> <just> imagine. <laughs> First of all, running down the thing. <laughs> that's funny but to it's, me. It's just like he he's protecting the White House. Y'all be here hiring Secret Service. He doing it for free, but y'all want to send him to Delaware. And also, y'all don't y'all what y'all send him to Delaware for? Like, y'all need help? Did y'all just have an insurrection? Like they can, y'all don't want no guard dog. And then I feel bad for Champ because he ain't even do nothing. He like that Nini <laughs> that Nini uh leaks video. Nah, I get, get you. it. <laughs> I get in it. I ain't even do nothing. <laughs> They want him to be lonely. They, you know, he because was high. He's 13. He's very old. He's like, I don't want to be moving back and forth. Y'all just, I just moved my bed over here. I just got used to my room here. And now y'all moving me back to the house in Delaware. Yeah. And he, probably, he probably was like on edge too. Like, what is this place that we in? He probably was on edge. Yeah. Like, dogs so, got to adjust and, like, too. He's a puppy, low key. He's very young. Major Biden is very young. It's just like, girl, let him stay. Not charging Stay. that people. Not to think you a bull. <laughs> he probably thought he was broken. Made him go back. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, so. He needs to be next on the list for Oprah. Dang, I forgot I about like this more to the story. Up there, I, I I I forgot he lived at the White House. I'm so used to trauma. I mean, <laughs> forgot about that. Good for him. Oh. God, he got a new house. <laughs> Well, all right, moving on. Mm-hmm. I love how we also did not follow the outline at all, but that's good. Okay. Not sure. <laughs> Period. I mean, we could end it now. That's all awesome. that part. We done? Yep. All right, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? All right, so. As you may have noticed, I saved a little bit of biographical information um, about Shirley Thompson because I decided to make her my black excellence. Oh, I was like, stone. you talked around it. I was like, okay. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, busy week. I mean, I'm assuming. Like, I'm busy week. Yes, <laughs> actually. I mean, <laughs> I'm ready for retirement. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm re- like people think I'm joking. I would retire tomorrow. Like <laughs> today, I want to retire. I'm ready. Prince Harry got a long lost brother. I mean, probably. Probably. 
I mean, but he looked like Charles. But <laughs> look, look like Charles, and look as in looks like Prince. Uh, what's that dude? Philip? No, the other one. The other one, William. He looks like they all sound alike like to me. These names. <laughs> he looks like Prince Philip. You might be coming into money more uh, sooner than you thought. Right. <laughs> Listen, he, he need a he need a sugar baby. But you know what? He probably <laughs> the way Prince Philip going. He gonna can't handle him. no sugar. <laughs> But you know what? The way he going, he gonna outlive me. He survived. He survived heart surgery at the age of ninety nine, and at the looks of one hundred and fifty nine. <laughs> like so. he living, he outliving me. He he embodies that song. What's that song? Lord, I'm running, trying to make a hundred because ninety nine. <laughs> so back to the black <laughs> So back to the black excellence, Shirley Thompson, OBE. Um, so learning a little bit about her, like I said, she is a composer, a conductor, an academic, um, she's a musicologist, um, a violinist, and a filmmaker. Uh, she began playing the violin. A filmmaker. Um, mm-hmm. like I'm just um, a bill. Yes, I'm a filmmaker. Oh, I was like a filmmaker. <laughs> Like a politician. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Here I am. I was very confused, but I'm back. Um, so she began uh, her musical career as a violinist. Um, when she was younger in London. Um, growing up playing in various symphony, uh, youth symphony orchestras, um, as well as singing in local choirs. And she went on to the University of Liverpool, where she studied musicology, um, and then um, went to Goldsmiths College, where she uh, studied composition. Um, she uh, had her first major major uh commission come from the greenwich international festival um where she entire where she composed her chamber orchestral work entitled visions um she's written several instrumental and vocal ensemble pieces um and after you know being popping in that she went on to composing or, or writing for a film and television so she's had her music used in several um bbc uh, series and in films um and things of the like um in 1995 she launched and directed the, Sh- the shirley thompson ensemble at london south bank center south bank center um her own ensemble of instrumental soloists singers dancers and visual artists um she created groundbreaking compositions um that integrated contemporary classical music um orchestration with improvisation um as well as fusing contemporary popular music um and world music styles with this ensemble um she has had her her music commissioned for several royal engagements including commonwealth day um in uh, 1999 yeah let me okay yeah i'm gonna move on from that okay um yeah um she um, has created uh, music for several contemporary choreographers, um, including commissions uh, for the Royal Ballet School's choreographic workshops. Um, so, yeah, she's been, I mean, Period, man. Trades, for real. For real. Like, she's also done music for the theatrical stage. Um, just, like, 
girl what um some of her compositions have na- have earned her uh, the nomination for woman of the year award in recognition um of her contribution to the arts in 1997 is when she got uh that nomination um and since has just um been doing the thing all around all around europe um all around england conducting composing all of that like sis give somebody else a chance they, they got more hours in their day over there like the way i had to condense this because not the about page being 87 paragraphs i was like so uh-uh i ain't ain't a single sheet of staff paper left over there <laughs> can't like, be can't be you they go over here trying to trying to download sebelius say like it's at capacity and they gotta go to a speakeasy to get some staff paper Um, but yes, uh, I will link, of course, her website, um, so you can learn more about her and read all 87 of those paragraphs on her about page. Oh, you were for real? It's 87? Period. It's not, but. Oh, okay. I mean. It might as well be. Okay, Miss Mama's period. Well, my piece of the week is the Ulysses K. Viola Sonata. I spoke about the Sonatine. I didn't know he also wrote a Viola Sonata, so that's my piece of the week. Right? That's not the one that was played at Eastman. Eastman, like premiered or something, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Bro. I don't know. My brain is my brain is literally porridge. So I love porridge. That's a good thing for your brain to be. Well, <laughs> have some. <laughs> it's um, not vegan though. So okay, it's made, it's made of the brain. So <laughs> but some cornmeal porridge. That sounds so good. I'm just thinking about how I was gonna get some. I'm not making it though. Okay. Um. Yeah. I d- <laughs> um. I thought I don't remember that being premiered at Eastman. Maybe we did have that conversation. I found out about. It I found out about wasn't, it. Girl. You said like what? I just made that up. I said it probably wasn't. Girl. I mean, it probably was. I just I knew about the Sonata team because that's the one that I'm playing. But I found out about the Sonata uh, at a meeting I was at. I was like, okay, come on, KK, period. All right, y'all. This was something, but it's over. So thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or the other one, send it to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Check us out at classicallyblackpodcast.com. If you're black, join ISBM. And we having a brunch this weekend. Oh, it, it will be over. But, you know, we do stuff <laughs> like that. So join us um isblackmusicians.com follow us at isblackmusicians or whatever and period how y'all bye